there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. All right, here we are. Merry Christmas. Welcome into Follow the Money. The show's presented by DraftKings. Polly. Matt Humans today, big show coming up, underrated sports day, a triple header in the NFL, five games in the NBA. We'll look ahead to week 17 lines. We'll talk to Doug Kazarian about the NBA card. Sorin Petro live from Kansas City as the Chiefs try to wrap up the division with the early game. Uh, Survivor Carnage we'll get to. Updated playoff odds, playoff picture. Busy show coming up. Can't wait to get in after it. Uh, for the next three hours. Thanks for coming in. Merry Christmas. How you doing? Feliz Navidad. Yes. Meli Kaliki Maka. Merry Christmas, Paul. Great (laughs) to see you this morning and uh, great to be here. Actually, you said underrated sports day. This could be a great sports day with uh, the five NBA games, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, the three football games capped by the, uh, what you just called the game of the year in the NFL possible Super Bowl preview tonight. Right. Ravens, Niners, you can't ask for a better game than that on Christmas night. You don't get a matchup like this this late in the season with two one seeds and with these records as well. So uh, we'll get to that coming up in half an hour. If you had family obligations and you went to bed early, you missed a doozy. Belichick doesn't care about the draft pick. He's gone at the end of the year, and the Patriots take out the Steelers on the road, and they go into Denver and shock the Broncos, and you almost had a Christmas miracle as the Patriots were minus 2,300 in play, up 16 in the fourth quarter. Denver comes back to tie it, and then Sean Payton loses his mind. As Belichick was going to play for overtime, he runs on first down, timeout. He runs on second down, nothing, timeout. 
Then they throw, and they hit the big play, which sets up Ryland from 57, and the Patriots all but knock out the Broncos from the playoffs, and they get the 26-23 to win, and they have now the fourth pick in the draft as it stands instead of the second. So incredible job here by the Patriots not to lay down after a, a, a horrible season to go into Pittsburgh and win and then shock the Broncos last night as seven-and-a-half-point dogs. Yeah, I think uh, Sean Payton got a little uh, too overconfident, tried to play the bully role there and say, I'm going to use my timeouts because I know you're playing for overtime and I'm going to force you to uh, make a play. Well, guess what? Bailey's, be careful what you wish for. Bailey's after yep. you made the play and uh, Ryland was the goat of the night. He misses a, a field goal, misses an extra point, and he comes on and makes amends for that. 56-yard field goal. Very, you know, I thought he was going to make it when he lined up. Too, oh, did because, you? Oh, yeah, I said this is the type of thing where <laughs> the guy can't make a kick, and then uh, he's going to make the kick to win the game. And, uh, you know, he's got the leg. You know he's got the leg, and you're at altitude. And at, th- at that point, you got nothing to lose if you're, you're Ryland because uh, if you don't make the- – well, I guess you got a lot to lose. If you don't make that kick, you're probably going to be looking for a job today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that was a job saver, and I, I think a redemption kick for him. But you know, Sean Payton mismanages a lot of games. I, I think he yep. gets a little bit too much credit. He is an elite coach, but he gets a little bit too much credit sometimes. You know, he's still living off the Super Bowl from uh, what 12, 13 years ago. Um, it's a ba- it's a shoddy playoff record with some uh, questionable losses in the playoffs. Great, he, both things can be true. But he, he mismanages a lot of game yeah. situations, and th- that was one of them last night. You, you know, you got the superior team. Yeah. You're at home. Patriots probably not going to drive down for a touchdown in overtime. Just play for OT. I think you got the better team. You're in the stronger uh, position right there. And uh, Belichick pulls it out. I got a number for you, Paul. So 23-7 the Patriots led going into the fourth quarter last night. Under Belichick – when leading by 14 points or more entering the fourth, the Patriots were 123-0 and zero wow. going into last night. They were that close to being 123-1. and one. Yep. Yep. I, I don't understand the timeouts there because even if you stop them, you're going to have – you're going to be backed up you're with 30 seconds about, yeah. and no timeouts. 30, se- 30 seconds, no timeouts. Right, yeah, if that. So that's why it was a bad decision by Peyton and Belichick wanted to go to overtime. The other thing was, I mean, you get the fumble off the first play of the game. You go for it. You don't take the points. You can't cash in. And then the the Mims fumble, which you, you rarely see that. He fumbles the kickoff twice, and the Patriots jump on it for a touchdown. And then Wilson gets cooking, and then they get, they get another stop. They actually have the ball tied with a chance to win, and then New England gets a stop and gets the ball back well, before another, winning the game. So it's just yeah. it's, it's a terrible loss for Denver. Uh-huh. And, and it's it all but knocks them out of the playoff. But you, you thought they were going to finish ten and seven. They get the Chargers and the Raiders to close. They'd had such a great turnaround since the one and five start. You just you can't lose that game, and you can't fall behind sixteen against a bad New England team. Uh, no, you can't. And uh, you know you, you said that it was tied. Wilson was cooking. They had the ball and a chance to win the game. I yes. think that's the point where everybody thought they were going to seize the moment and win the game. Sean Payton's first down play call was pathetic. It was a screen pass that ended up losing yards. There's no reason to throw a screen on first down. If you know anything about play calling, you, you throw a screen when you anticipate the defense is going to be on all-out rush, they're going to blitz, and you're trying to beat the pressure. 
you don't throw screen passes on first down in that situation. And I think that's another example of a game management mistake that Sean Payton makes. And, uh, hey, even when the Broncos won five in a row, there were some ugly wins in there. Sure. And, uh, you know, the Packers game, I want to say the the Vikings game on that Sunday night when they won 21-20, when they beat the Packers 19-17, it was a little bit fluky that they won five in a row. And they've never been that uh, – I, th- I think the team, even by the numbers or by the eyes, eye test, whatever you want to use, they've never been that team that blows you away. I think they've been a little bit fortunate to be in the playoff race. And last night, if you're stunned that the Broncos lost that game, you haven't been paying attention. Because they they played with fire a lot of times, and uh, when you do that in the NFL, you're going to get burned. And hey, Paul, anytime I even think the Circus Survivor entrance that played the Broncos okay. had to be a little bit nervous, aside from that one arrogant Jack, who uh, said, I never lose. I'll let you talk about him in a minute. (laughs) Okay. Anybody who played the Broncos in Survivor last night, you had to be a little bit nervous about it. In the NFL, any seven-point favorite can lose, right? Especially what's gone on the last month. Absolutely. And that's exactly why the Circus Survivor type and the Survivor (laughs) contest in general are so crazy and so popular because things like this in the NFL happen on a regular basis. Yep. So probably goodbye Caleb Williams or Drake May for the Patriots with a win. The other story is the survivor carnage. Six people here were on the Broncos. We are down to four in the largest betting contest ever, $9.2 million. It's now worth $2.3 million to the four people that are left. Great job, Indiana Jet. Follow the money army. He watches every day. He stepped out and took the Bears. Circus master. In a gutsy move, took the Rams on Thursday. He was the only guy who had the Rams. Jax Jags took the Packers, which turned out to be a sweat. They almost blew a 14-point fourth-quarter lead. And L.A. Jones, who's been on the show, who put in Green Bay on accident on Thanksgiving, is still alive. He also had the Bears. So now we'll see. They all all are on the Eagles. There's, There's nothing they can do. They don't have Kansas City. They don't have San Francisco. They all have used Philadelphia. And if the Eagles lose, they split $9.2 million. We'll see if we finally get a chop. Uh, and, you know, I, I was candid about this Friday. I know your partner, Wes Reynolds, tweeted about it. It was very hard to like golden boy Sean Perry. This, I'm the greatest better ever. I never lose. You know, this act type thing he was doing. And he was one of the people on Denver. And he goes out. And uh, like the other five people that were still left, uh, that had Denver Bowtie Cabaret, who I hope he was able to hedge and make some money. He had not hedged up to uh, last week, which surprised me. He's a pianist in town. Our guy Chris, TKO Betts, who owns his own business. He was also on Denver. He was shocked there was no chop. Uh, uh, Golden Boy was not the only person that refused to chop, but now he goes out, and there were a lot of people rooting against him, how he acted and behaved, and I was one of them. So it was hard to get behind him. <laughs> I, I don't understand what you know what this you know how, how much did he have of himself. You know, the poker community can't stand him. Just look at look at the the Las Vegas. You know Todd Dewey. He did an article on him in the Las Vegas Review Journal. Just look at the comments under the story, and I'll tell you the poker the poker community can't stand the guy. So uh, there will be uh, there will be no uh, win for Golden Boy as now we're down to four, and that's the other storyline here. As we'll see what these guys decide to do if Philly indeed wins today, and I expect them to win. Yeah, I don't like to root against people, but Golden Boy is one of those people you have to root against. You have to root against. He's so arrogant, 
And uh, when you're arrogant like that, it's going to come back to haunt you eventually. And uh, this one came sooner than later. <laughs> uh, I, I think that most of us probably say it's too bad the Broncos can't lose and knock him out and the other five still advance. Yes. Well you, don't, said. you don't want to root against the other five right. and some of the good people who got knocked out of the contest. When you get that close, and you, you've been that close to big money like that, it's, it's even more painful when you're that close and you lose. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Golden Boy kind of relished playing the Tony Montana bad guy role. Don't you? I, he was trying to play that character. He almost wants people to root against him and to hate him, I think. Well, I'm the, I'm the best in the world, and I never lose. You don't make, com- you don't make yeah. comments like that unless you want people to, if okay. you're trying to tick people off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, but certainly, he was wrong the whole time. Uh, he wasn't the only one that refused the chop, and he also didn't have right. the best r- portfolio right? because there were guys like Circus Master and Rod Beck Apples that had better teams available as well. And even if he advanced and Denver won, the Jacksonville angle week 17 wasn't gold as Jacksonville can't win a game now. So he was the only person with Jacksonville left, but that suddenly that lost some of the luster as well. Up next, we have some incredible matchups. We could be looking at wild card weekend along with the updated playoff picture as well and playoff odds as Flacco does it again, Stefanski does it again. Great day yesterday in the NFL. We'll run it all down coming up next on Fall the Money. Merry Christmas, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. 
In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every NFL or bowl game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. We're always improving our betting splits, and we recently added soccer from all over the world. Another way we're here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check it out. Betting splits every game. vcin.com slash splits. Here it is. Game of the year. 49ers. At home to Baltimore. Niners up to six in this game. Lamar Jackson, as I mentioned, 19 and one career against the NFC's 11 and two ATS run uh, as a dog. And the 49ers trying to wrap up the one seed. No one's got a better A game. And I, 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 I want to get your thoughts on this. Interesting comments from Baltimore about disrespectful with the point spread. It's like, of course, you're going to be underdogs. You're going on the road taking on the best team. So uh, I thought there was bizarre comments by Baltimore, but certainly are they the best team in the AFC? I don't know. They could get the one seed, but I'm, it's cause for concern what's going on with Baltimore that they had no business beating the Rams. They almost blew that game against the Chargers on Sunday night, and they played with their food in the Jacksonville game as well. So I want to see more firepower from this offense. Certainly it's a great rushing attack, but again, you lost Andrews, you lost Mitchell, so other guys are going to have to step up, and I want to see the kind of success, if they can get success, on the ground tonight against the 49ers running the ball as San Francisco gave up 230 on the ground in the win against Arizona last week. Yeah, no question. And uh, I, I like the Ravens a lot better in the road dog role. I, I never want to bet the Ravens when they're home favorites. We, we see them you know, fall flat as favorites too, much, too often. Uh, too many times, but when they go on the road, they're a different team. And I think Lamar Jackson made uh, some interesting comments about that last week. I referenced this story on my Friday night show, and I think I know what you're talking about, where Ravens players were saying they felt disrespected by being the underdog in this game. Yeah. Obviously, these uh, guys who were quoted in the story, the players, uh, know nothing about odds making. <laughs> you're not going to go on the road and be a favorite in San Francisco. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Uh, but Lamar Jackson said, quote, I believe we play better when we're doubted and people aren't picking us to win the game. I don't want them to pick us. I like being the underdog. And I like to hear Lamar Jackson th say things like that because one reason I'm an underdog player is I think a lot of times the underdog is going to play with more edge. You know, people say chip on the shoulder, whatever you want to put, however you want to put it. But I think that's especially true with the Ravens. When they're in the dog role, they play with a lot more of an edge. And when they're at home as a favorite, a lot of times they come up a little bit flat. Uh, so I, I like them in this situation tonight in San Francisco. How about seven straight Monday night dogs winning it? outright the longest streak in NFL history? Does it continue? I, I'm not going to go that far. All right. It's, it's right. It is historic. I can't believe it. Here's yeah. the graphic. The Broncos in week 10 catching a bunch beat the Bills. The Eagles beat the Chiefs 21-17. The Bears beat the Vikings. The Bengals Beat Jacksonville, double-digit dog. Both came in week 14. The Giants, Tommy DeVito got me and beat Jordan Love. 
The Titans down 14 late, beat Miami, and then Seattle with the Drew Locke drive, beat the Eagles. So see if the Ravens can make it eight in a row tonight. Seven straight Monday night dogs have won outright. So you have that angle tonight. You also have the MVP battle. Now where are you at with this? Purdy is minus 230 to win the MVP. The last six games, he has a passer rating of 138. He has 17 touchdowns and two interceptions. Six times this year, he's had a rating of 130. That's tied for the most ever in a season. So is it as simple as if the Niners win, it's over? Maybe. But I would think not only does Lamar Jackson have to win the game, he would have to have a great performance on the ground and through the air Mm -hmm. to come and overtake Purdy because Purdy has been so good in putting up historic numbers here as Lamar's in the 4-1 to range and the second choice to win the MVP. At DraftKings, McCaffrey is now down as low as 8-1 to to win the MVP as Dak is out of it now and, and, and Tua's out of it and Hurts is out of it. What, what do you think here with the MVP battle? Yeah, I thought Dak was out of it before well, the loss of the Dolphins. Yeah. I, I really thought he was out of it. I don't even – why is Tua still 17-1? to He should be out of there too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wishing me more with Tyreek Hill. Tua's yeah. got no shot. Uh, so Brock Purdy is such a great story that I think he's uh, probably going to win the vote here. I mean, you're going from the last pick of the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, to MVP. People just love that. They want to they want to vote this guy MVP. I'm going to say the, the quarterback who wins the game tonight is the MVP. It's that simple. First of all, the Ravens are not going to win unless Lamar Jackson has a big-time game. Probably. And if that yeah. happens, he's going to be MVP. He's going to overtake Purdy and win the award. I think uh, it's not a lock, but it would be 90-something percent that Lamar is going to be MVP if he can, uh, or he said, have a big-time game and win tonight in San Francisco. Well, San Francisco. I mean, if, the, if the Niners win, it's Purdy's award. I, yeah. I would love to sit here and make a case for Christian McCaffrey, but when you look at Purdy's numbers and really break them down, you can't say he deserves it, yes. Where are you at with Baltimore? And, and this offense and dealing with these injuries – and if they're the best team in the AFC, and, and what do you? I mean, the numbers are good. It's a number one rush offense. It's a top five offense. You continue to lose people though, and you know it's a guy who only has 17 touchdown passes too. On the flip side, I'm shocked. It's 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 been this way the whole year though. It's a top five defense and the number one scoring defense in the NFL. And they've had the lead entering the fourth quarter in every game. That's right. So this They've is rarely so- trailed this season. I talking know. about the Ravens. Uh, here, here's another thing about the Ravens: they're five and one in true road games, six and one away from home. And you you mentioned yep. the uh, number on Lamar Jackson that uh, I think is very telling, and I love this: that he is nine and four straight up and eleven and two against the spread as a dog. And Jackson does have twenty two total touchdowns. Don't forget, actually, if you look at total yards, he's got more than Purdy. 3,846 and 22 total touchdowns. You gotta, you can't just look at the passing numbers with Lamar. You got to look at the uh, rushing numbers as well. Purdy still has better numbers if you stack them up side by side. Where do I stand with the Ravens? Best team in the AFC, but not infallible. Uh, you know they could be knocked off. We just saw the Rams go to Baltimore and One. almost knock them off two weeks ago. Yeah. If that block in the back on the punt return was called, who knows? Rams might have won that game. And that's how the Ravens yep. won on that punt return, and there was an obvious block in the back. But I will say that uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to be a dangerous team I agree. in the playoffs. I agree. Uh, are we? Is everyone playing for second place? Can you believe the odds in the future market on the Niners? They're as low yeah. as 2-1 to one to win the Super Bowl, 
And down the street, again, we talked about, they're like minus 140. You have to lay $140 to win 100 to win the NFC. I know. Um, but, I, but, you, but you saw what they did against Dallas and Philadelphia. So well, it wasn't even close. You look what the Cowboys have failed to do on the road. You look at the Eagles' problems. Yeah, I think the Niners deserve to be at that number. I, you have a future on the 49ers, don't you? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. you got to feel pretty good about that one. 27,000. Blackjack. Was it like at that point? Was it around? Yeah, I got him six set, to one. Was it on a seven to one. Seven, seven to one plus seven twenty. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You got to feel pretty yeah. good about. But that. well, it, it, yeah, but it's barring an injury. Let's say you know if there's yeah. an injury. Football's a game of attrition. He's have injuries all the time. If McCaffrey goes down, who knows? Then all of a sudden the playing field sure. is leveled. Sure. Uh, so anything can happen. Yeah, but it's just these next two games are enormous for Baltimore mm-hmm. because it's they can still go to the Super Bowl, but if you want to, you, you get the one seed. You, you figure to lose this game tonight, and then you got to you play Miami. Yeah. So that's going to decide the one seed, and then all of a sudden you could be playing a Buffalo or a Cleveland in the first round. You already lost to Cleveland at home and couldn't stop Deshaun Watson and the way Flacco's playing. So I, I'm interested to see what they're able to do on the ground and, and, and what the passing attack looks like against San Francisco as well. Now, they certainly have weapons, but I love Flowers. Likely's a beast, but... What are you going to get out of Beckham? And then what happens if you fall behind? Is, can Lamar Jackson bring you back? He and can. certainly I can't, you, I I can't can. get past the fact. I like yeah. the guy, but I can't get past the fact with the, the failures that Lamar has had uh, in playoff time. It hasn't gone well. No, it hasn't. But, you know, a lot of uh, great coaches, great players over the course of the years have had trouble in the playoffs, and then they get that breakthrough year. And uh, maybe this is it for Lamar Jackson. I. The one thing I can't get past with the Ravens is I think they're a much more dangerous team, like I said, on the road when they're underdogs. When they're at home, sometimes they just don't play with the same edge. And so I think the home field advantage for Baltimore in the playoffs is not that big a deal to me. But they do come out of the toughest division in the NFL. Yeah. Yes. Even with Joe Burrow going down and the the quarterback problems the Steelers have had this season, that's still the best division in football, top to bottom, no doubt about it. Yep. The worst worst team in the division is the Steelers at 8 and 7. Yep. Yeah. DraftKings has a ton of props. We'll get to all those coming up. Three games tonight most passing yards, rushing, receiving, highest scoring game, team to score the most points. We'll get to all those coming up uh, in about 15 minutes as well. Up next, we'll recap a wild weekend with the Bulls, soccer, and the props in the NFL with win some, lose some, and some vicious beats as well. And you won't believe what Otani did. All that coming up. Win some, lose some next. Beast and fall the money. The Sports Betting Network. Bet smarter than VEASAN has the perfect holiday gift for you. Sign up our holiday special today. Get VEASAN Pro Access, everything we do, through May 1st for only $79. Sign up today, unlimited access, the daily best bets, the betting splits, the premium analysis, the 24-7 video, all the betting guides, limited time holiday offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. The holiday special now. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. A couple more games left, week 17, to the late games. How about Mason Rudolph and Pickens? Where did that come from? Steelers saved their season. Seattle at home laying three and a half against the Steelers. 
I like the Steelers a lot on Saturday. I thought the Mason Rudolph switch was uh-huh. going to prove to be a good move, and uh, it, it did. And George Pickens, a lot of people wanted him benched. Uh, he, Mike Tomlin motivated him properly, you know, and the, the Steelers came out. That was a typical Mike Tomlin game. Yep. Back to the wall, lost okay. three in a row. Yep. People want him fired. They're, they're going to chase him out of town. And what do the Steelers do? They jump all over uh, the Bengals and play well. Now they're alive to finish with a winning record again, eight and seven. Boy, they got a tough way to finish uh, the season. No though. kidding. This yeah. game at Seattle uh, on New Year's Eve, and then you, you finish at Baltimore. Geno struggled. I uh, yeah. that, was, that should have been an easy win for Seattle. They couldn't move the ball. Kansas City, seven and a half against Cincinnati. What happened? Cincinnati's defense, horrible. And just wide open, what, what uh, Pickens was doing. And Pittsburgh wide receivers. KC, seven and a half and 45. Last call for the Bengals. Teaser game. Yeah. Tease the Chiefs down. I think that's a pretty easy call for a lot of betters. And we'll see how the Broncos respond. Five and a half at home to the Chargers. 38 and a half. Uh, You know, I'm just not a Broncos guy. I have not been. Even when they had, I talked about when they had the five game winning streak, I thought they were lucky. Uh, The Vikings should have beat the Broncos. Yes, they should have. Sunday night game. Yep. The Packers should have beat the Broncos in Denver. Yep. Some of those games that the Broncos were winning. They were doing it with smoke and mirrors, and the defense uh, did step up. I think during that five-game uh, win streak, the Broncos had uh, 20 – the defense had 20 sacks and 18 takeaways. It has not been Sean Payton's offense. You know, it was the defense that really stepped up and played well during the win streak, but they were winning ugly games. That's why you can't be surprised with what happened last night with the Patriots knocking off the okay. Broncos. You should not be surprised. New Year's Eve, Sunday night, Vikings 2 against the Packers. Loser leaves town game. Doesn't this price look cheap on the Vikings? Well, it's Nick Mullins. I'm, I'm here for anything's possible. 400 yards, four, four interceptions. But the amount of games that they have blown. Week one, they blew the Tampa game. They blew the Charger game at home on the fourth down play. Then they got hot one five in a row. But then you lose Cousins and Jefferson. You blew, they, they blew the game in Denver, as you mentioned. They blew, the Monday night game. Didn't Dobbs have four interceptions? They lost 12-10? 12-10 to the Bears. Yeah, yeah. another one. Then they, they were up 14 points Saturday in the fourth quarter at Cincinnati and lost that game. That was sick. And then here it is. Nick Mullins is going to save the day. Still with three interceptions. They're going to win the game wide open, and the ball comes out like a duck, and it's intercepted. And the Vikings, <laughs> they turn the ball over four times. They still should have won the game, and they lose to Detroit. But it's still right there for them. They win this game, and then they go to Detroit, who probably won't play anybody, and they can still get in. It's because they have a very good conference record. So Think about this. You know, you and I were talking about this during the break. The Vikings got a really good shot here to finish 9-8. and eight, Yeah. And they have blown, literally blown, yes. four games. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This, would, this might be the third best team in the NFC if they had a healthy Cousins and Jefferson with the way the defense is playing. Okay, that's, well, that's week seventeen. That said, too, week fourteen, they probably should have lost in Vegas to the Raiders. Well, in that three nothing game when Hunter Renfro fumbled in the red zone, that changed that whole ugliest game of the year: Vikings Raiders in week fourteen. But all right. The uh, point is, Vikings could easily be a double digit win team, right? To win the AFC at DraftKings, the Dolphins are minus three fifty, the Bills are plus two sixty five. They might play for the division week eighteen. If the division's on the line, I'll mm-hmm. take the Bills in that game. To win the AFC North, Saturday the Ravens were minus two thousand. Now it's seven fifty. The Browns win again. The Browns could actually still steal this division. They're five to one. NFC South, 
The Buccaneers are minus $6. The Saints are 6-1. to one. Atlanta's 12-1. In the NFC East, the Eagles are minus 425. Dallas is plus 320. $4 is way too short. I get the Giants twice in Arizona, and I have the tiebreaker. Uh, I'm missing uh, something there. Actually, Scott Pritchard, okay. who is in the uh, Circuit Friday Football Invitational, and he's in the top three. He was in here Friday night with me in studio, and he had about 30000 cash in his pocket. And he went down here, and he fired on uh, the Eagles to win the division. I think at the best price he said he could find anywhere, at minus 240 here at Circa. Really? Yeah. Good bet. About that, that price, like you said, that price is right, way right. too low. Yep. yep, and then you got the Dallas loss. To make the playoffs, Seattle is minus 380. They get Pittsburgh at home, and they go to Arizona. The Rams are minus $2. At the Giants, at San Francisco. The Saints are 5-1. to one. Pittsburgh is plus 340. The Bills are minus 1,600 now wow. to make the playoffs. A couple weeks ago, they, the no was minus 150. That's what a three-game win streak will do for you. Right now, Chiefs, everyone Cowboys, else Chargers. Yeah. Vikings, yes, plus 330. Colts are $1.05. Green hmm. Bay, plus 230. Kind of like the Colts to make the playoffs right now. Yeah. Yeah, they should beat the Raiders, and then mm-hmm. you uh, take on the Texans. You already beat them. Tampa minus seven fifty, Atlanta plus six fifty. Costly loss for the Broncos. They're sixteen to one. Bengals still plus four twenty five. To the awards. Coach of the year: Dan Campbell plus one sixty five. Stefanski plus two thirty. Shanahan four to one. Steichen plus six fifty. I, think, I don't. I, I don't know. I. 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 I, I if, if the Browns went out, I got to give it to Stefanski. Do you really? I do. No Chubb. No Watson. Well, Flacco uh, off. Not. Not only to get a guy off the couch, he's thrown for three hundred yards every week. Well, that's a credit to Joe Flacco, not Stefanski necessarily. Here, here's my problem with Stefanski. Okay. He played a role in the Browns signing Deshaun Watson to the worst contract in NFL history. He played uh-huh. a role in that. I'm not going to give him too much credit for what's going on here. That's a disastrous contract for that organization. And Stefanski wanted Deshaun Watson. Well, still, but he got hurt, though. And, and the game he got hurt, he was 14 of 14 well, in the second off, half. They're better without him. Well, they're better with Joe Flacco off the street. I got that. That is true. Ryan's is plus 750. Comeback player of the year. DeMar Hamlin is $4. Joe Flacco is 4 to 1. Uh, Flacco's my winner right now. Baker's eight to one. Demar Hamlin has played in five games okay. and made three tackles. Okay, I know what we all know what happened to him last year in Cincinnati, and he almost died on the field. It's a great inspirational story that he's made, made this comeback. But how is he a odds-on favorite minus four twenty-five when he's played in five games and made three tackles? I can't get there with that. I think Flacco should win this. Guys walking off the street, leading the Browns into the playoffs. Yeah, and, do- and you're trying to give Kevin Stefanski the credit. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, he's got to get some of the credit. Come on, a little bit. Where was it? Uh, the other thing? Where was Njoku when when Watson right. was the quarterback? Uh-huh. I mean, they, and, and what Cooper did? Michael threw for 368 yesterday. Goes for 300 every week. Yeah. Can't believe it. There you go with the updated numbers. It's wild. I mean, this this was a 
this is going to be a great finish to the season. And again, as I, I, ta- I, I threw it that to Matt a couple hours ago, the possibilities of like Cleveland, Miami, Cleveland, Baltimore, Bills, Chiefs, Rams, Lions, Seattle, Philly, Dallas, Tampa, and the wild card games. AFC's wide open. And certainly I would give Seattle a good chance to upset the Eagles, and I would give Tampa a shot at home against the Cowboys with the way they are playing on the road. Dallas is a different team on the road in a rematch, you know, same matchup back-to-back years in that 4-5 game. But there's uh, so much going on here in the NFL with the awards and also uh, updated playoff mix and wide open in the AFC. The exact opposite of the NFC, which everyone thinks is a San Francisco Invitational. I'm going to be really interested to see how the Eagles play today. They're up to 14-point favorites here at Circa against the Giants. This is an Eagles team that was outgained in five straight games. Jalen Hurts has had a turnover problem. The run defense has been bulldozed. Uh, Would it surprise you? It would not surprise me if the Eagles are one and done in the playoffs. No. No. If you get – if the weather's fine, I could see – if I get the Geno that showed up on the Thursday night in Dallas, they can win that game. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this. I, I don't, I'm taking the points. Forget the points, rather. Oh, the Rams are going to beat the Lions if like, that's the matchup. I like the Rams in that game. You can't stop if Nick Mullins? Right. What are you going to do to Stafford and Williams and Puka and Cup? I, it's just shocking how bad the Detroit defense has been the last couple months. As we've talked about all morning, it's a great day of sports. Three NFL games. Up next, five NBA games. And don't look now. This team is hot and they're gelling. We'll get to that coming up and run down all the props and all the five NBA games coming up straight ahead. Beeson, fall the money. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. The Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. 
This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Mitch out. Back tomorrow. Polly Howard, Matt Humans. Welcome into Follow the Money. The show's presented by DraftKings. We start the day with the Chiefs at home to the Raiders. The Chiefs are laying 10 and a total of 40. And to cover the Kansas City angle, it's Sorin Petro. Host 810 WHB in Kansas City does an excellent job. Big fan of his work, and he joins us. Thank you for coming on on Christmas, sir. Happy holidays. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, and happy holidays uh, to you guys as well. Uh, so what are the – there's so much going on here, and I could talk to you for two hours. But the, the, the off, <laughs> Let's start with the offensive struggles. Is it, is it missing the enemy? Is it the wide receivers? What, what's the big issue offensively? Why this team with Mahomes – the best player in the league, why they have looked like this for much of the season. And, and I said before you came on, 13-1 and one to the under in the fourth quarter and 12-2 and two to the under in the second half. I mean, the uh, yeah, I, I, not to quote Giselle Bunchen, but he can't throw it and catch it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Remember, uh-huh. remember when Giselle was, <laughs> that's good. was blowing up after yeah. one of the Super Bowls the Patriots lost? I mean, that, that's the reality of what it is. Patrick Mahomes wouldn't say it. Uh, you know, Brittany Mahomes wouldn't say it. Taylor Swift is not going to say it, even though her bow, uh, Travis Kelsey, short arm one in the end zone uh, last week. But but that's really what's going on here. Is I mean, the guy can't throw it and catch it. I always love it. You know, I, you know, I have people call into my show and be like, you know, well, if Patrick could do that, I'm like, no, 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 listen, no, it's not Patrick Mahomes. Like it's everything around him, right? That's like it is not Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. You've seen him finally. Uh, look human over the last two weeks when he blew up against the officials, which I don't even think he was really mad at the refs. Cumulatively, mm-hmm. I think he was mad. You know, the officiating the NFL is terrible. Uh, the week before against the Packers was really when he should have blown up. Uh, there were some big, big no calls on uh, MBS on a, on a pass interference, and and then just freight training uh, Travis Kelsey on a hail mary in the end zone. I think that was a cumulative effect when he blew up there on the sideline, and then took it. You know, I think and the Andy Reid had his back because you need to have your quarterbacks back and. They, they talked about the state of officiating in the NFL. That's really what that was about. Following week, he finally did lose his cool, and it was about Kadarius Toney. Kadarius Toney, frankly, is directly responsible for two losses. He lost the Lions game. Right. He dropped four of five targets, one of which went for a pick six. If that doesn't happen, I mean, literally, if, if, if Kadarius Toney just batted down every ball thrown to him this year, <laughs> just batted it down like he was a defensive back, the, the Chiefs, instead of, you know, would be 11 and three. Uh, instead of being uh, nine and five right now, like like that's how bad it's been for him. Throwing an MVS drop ball uh, against the Eagles that would have beaten them at the end of the game, where he was wide open and and Patrick Mahomes put it in his hands in the end zone and he dropped it. So it, it, listen, it's as simple as that. If you take the the drop ball by MVS, uh, a pick six against Kadarius Tony, uh, an offsides against Kadarius Tony, you can have three wins. And the Kansas City Chiefs are sitting here 
running away with the number one seed, and in, in, in everyone's talking about how they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. So Petro. it's literally as so, simple as that. You say that, and I agree. Why do the Chiefs? Why do Andy? Why do they stick with uh, Kadarius Tony? Yeah, that, that's a good question because I, you know, they're with they have Kadarius Tony because the salary cap is real, and and Patrick Mahomes sucks up all the oxygen in the room. That's that's the reality. When you have a high priced quarterback, you're always going to be chasing a weakness somewhere. So that's why the wide receiver position is 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 hurting. And now Rashi Rice has been great as a second round pick. He's getting better and better each week, and and really coming on. That's been the one savior that they've had at the wide receiver position, but. They swung and missed with Sky Moore as the second-round pick last year. They swung and missed with trading a third-round pick. But Kadarius Tony and MBS at $10 million a year has been a disappointment. That's, that's been the problem. That, that's really, if not him, then who? If not Kadarius Tony, then who? And, and I would still go with the then who, which would be Justin Watson, would be yeah. MBS, um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's not going to catch all the balls, but he's at least proven to be a deep threat. If he catches half of them, mm-hmm. that's frankly better than Kadarius Tony. So, I think the reality is that's a position of, of need and one they can't address for the offseason. Do you still think they're going to get the one seed? You know, it got a lot harder when the Rams didn't take off, take out the Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens a couple of weeks ago. You know, that, that would be the big one. Uh, the Cowboys could have done them a big favor by beating uh, the Dolphins. Dolphins, Bills still play. One of them's going to get a loss. Bills still have the Dolphins uh, last game of the year. They only need to make up one game on the Dolphins. they got to make up two on the Ravens. So the Niners beating the Ravens is giant. Uh, the Ravens also have the Steelers. I, I would tell you, no, I think the Ravens will hold on to it and be the one, but I do think the Chiefs will be the two when it's all said and done. But it is amazing with all the things that have gone wrong that they are still very much in right. play by very much, I'd say 20, 25%. Okay. So uh, let's, let's assume they don't, it finally happens and he doesn't, he has to go on the road for a playoff game. You know, I go back to Germany. He said, after the game, Mahomes, we're going to get this fixed. Trust me. Well, they haven't got it fixed. So the defense is nasty. Do you think they can still make a deep playoff run? You can't count this guy out, and, and they can be led by the defense in what is a wide-open AFC. I think it's a wide-open AFC, and when you know coming into this weekend, there were only four teams in the NFC with a winning record. How good are those four teams if they get to play 12 of their, 12 of their 17 games uh, against uh, inferior competition? I mean, it's as wide open as it gets, so – They've got as good a chance as anybody, I would say, save maybe San Francisco. Uh, so, the, you know, yes, I, I, like they're, they're still in it. They can still win a championship. They still have everything they need to win it. They're just not always going to win it. And that's what I think Kansas City fans have to get their arms around. I think that's what betters yeah. have to get their arms around. I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's Mahomes, so let's just bet him. He'll get it done. He'll get there. They're a flawed team. They're more flawed than he's been. They are better on defense than they've ever been. But when they need to go get points, which is so much of the NFL scoring, you have 51 seconds in a timeout. Can you get three? Chiefs always good. 121 and two timeouts. Can you get seven? Chiefs always good. They don't have a fourth quarter comeback at all this year. So, you know, they're, they're a flawed team that needs to play from in front like most of the teams because they can't just decide, okay, here we go. Now, I will say this, giving Patrick Mahomes the fourth down, which is what happens when you have to win the game, which is what happens in second in the second half, That that's as lethal for anybody out there as it is, uh, you know, or more lethal for the Kansas City Chiefs than anybody out there. So, that changes the dynamics when, they, when their back gets pushed against the wall, but they're, they're still going to be flawed when they try to do that this year. What do you think today? And there's uh, 11s out there at DraftKings. There's other 10s. Uh, they win the division with a win eight year in a row, and if they win out, they can still go over their win total, believe it or not. But uh, they've owned the Raiders here of late. What do you think about the big number today? 
all of Kansas City has been pointing to next week's game against the Bengals, which makes this somewhat of a look-ahead game, even though they're in a backup quarterback situation, but the Bengals have been the real Achilles heel for the Chiefs in the Patrick Mahomes era. So I wonder if the team has that same view. It's Christmas. I think that's better for the Raiders. They don't have kids. They don't have families sitting around. They're not walking away from that. They don't have everybody coming into town the last couple of days. They get to get away and focus on football. It's a divisional game. All of that, to me, uh, you know, points towards the Raiders being the side. However, it's still double digits. And that says to me the guys that put the odds still think the Chiefs are the better team and that maybe the Raiders went on vacation a couple of weeks ago. I don't know. I, I think it's a difficult game. I think it's a scary game to, to, to get on. But if you don't have a quarterback, I can't play you in the NFL, so I would never play the Raiders in this spot. Mm-hmm. You either play the, uh, the Chiefs or, or you sit this one out. I'll give you those Chiefs 10 and 17 against the spread last 27 when favored by seven points or more. 10 and 17. And that is the big one. Yeah. 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 That is the big one. If you can get Patrick Mahomes as a small dog uh, or excuse me, as any kind of underdog or a small favorite, then that's an auto bet. As Mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned, and we've had a number of those positions of late where they, they come in as just two and a half point favorites. And it's a great chance to get on the chiefs. Like I said, I don't think this is a great spot to jump in, but listen, it's Christmas and there's only three games. It's the only game at noon. So everybody's going to play it. So I, I would roll the quarterback or I would watch it. Has your job changed with the Taylor Swift stuff and the hysteria? Uh, it, it has. Uh, I'd like to thank my wife, my wife's sister, uh, <laughs> my uh, Taylor Swift insiders who keep me abreast of everything that's uh, going on with Taylor Swift. It's it's certainly a part of it. There are a couple of bah humbugs, but listen, we're sleepy little Kansas City, right? Great city to live in, but nobody talks about us. It's kind right. of fun being the center of attention for football and a little bit of entertainment as well. So most of us are embracing the fact that, uh, you know, the biggest star in the world has decided Kansas City is where she's got to be most Sundays. Uh, that's a great answer. What, what, do you, what do you say to the Baja humbugs? Uh, get over it. Get a life. Yeah. For God's sake, what's your problem, man? I mean, Jesus, like, I, you know, I mean, come on. Like, the biggest star in the world comes to your town and, and wants to be a part of the equation. Travis Kelsey's been a great Kansas City chief. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think early on we all, I did, at least for the first few weeks, like, okay, this is like, just like a publicity stunt. It's good for both sides here. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, the man moved. And, you know, he moved right around. You know, listen, I don't live in his neighborhood. Obviously, he lives in a very different, uh, you know, uh, the cost of living uh, where he lives. But he's not, I, I see him getting gas now uh, in his Rolls Royce, by the way at the gas station because my neighborhood's just across the way from his. And so the same grocery store and gas station is there. Uh, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's <laughs> interesting, but he moved to a gated community, uh, so he could uh, keep that relationship going. So listen, it's fun. I think it should be viewed as fun and, and, you know, whatever happens happens. God bless him. All right. Well said. Good answers. Uh, thanks for a few minutes. Merry Christmas. And thanks for popping on. Gentlemen. Uh, thanks for having me. It's always great being with you. You got it. Sorin Petro host. 810 WHB. Time for me to show off the Christmas oh. present Paul Howard gave me today when I walked in the studio. Where'd you get that? Taylor Swift poster. Oh, wow. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'll oh, is it, it autographed? I'll give it to somebody. It is autographed. Get out of here. Huh? You get that from Wes? No, a, a friend actually gave this to me. It's her actual autographed and wanted me to give this to Wes Reynolds. Oh, wow. That w- is... Wes could really appreciate this. He that is... A, he's a Swifty. Is he? Okay. I saw his Christmas uh, song list. Who knew? Good for him. It's uh, That was good perspective about, hey, we're sleepy Kansas City, and uh, 
the biggest star in the world is here and, I, and wants to be a part of the equation. That was a good answer. I can't he's, figure out why Andy Reid and the Chiefs stick with Kadarius. No, I know. Yeah. You know, Petro said good, he's good directly responsible for two losses. Right. He's a negative when he's on the field. Yep. Is can't even line up properly. Replace him with anybody else. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't understand it. So if he's out today, that's a positive for the Chiefs. He is. That's right. Yeah. And McKinnon. You get Pacheco back, though. As well. That's Good possible. stat, though. Good stat, though. Mahomes having a ton of issues covering these big spreads. NBA card in 15 minutes and a big prop that Doug Kazarian likes. Up next, we recap all the props and the betting, how the books did with win some, lose some coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets every host and guest. Unlimited access to the VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI, who has the hot hand, pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, dog videos. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. 999VSIN.com. Slash subscribe, and he's got a great French bulldog, Arthur. It's Doug Kazarian from Only Players, and he joins us now, still alive in the Friday football con- uh, invitation. Oh, no, no, he's still alive in the Circa Million. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what yeah. it is. He's okay. also still still alive in the Circa Friday football invitational, but more importantly, Doug, how about your NFL week? And I, I think you're alive here with a couple weeks to go in the in the Circa contest. Yeah, I, I've just made the cut line three straight weeks yeah. of the circuit invitational, thanks to Kenny White. But, um, you know, the Circa Millions, I was tied for whatever it was, 41st with a bunch of people. Mm. And I'm 3-1 and one so far, and I got the Niners. So I, it, it's amazing how much I'm sweating this stuff out. I mean, not amazing, because the, the top 10 money is real money. And then even like 11 through 30 is good money, obviously. But, you know, that top 10 is six figures, man. Wow. Good. Was it last year or two years ago you cashed two entries in William Hill? That was last year, yeah. So two entries in the top five, second and fourth or second and fifth, I believe. Incredible. Great job. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into let's get into the Detroit Pistons here because you got a, you have a, a strong take on this. At DraftKings, under nine and a half wins is plus two sixty. It was five to one on Saturday. You took nine to one. Tell us why the Pistons won't win ten games. So 10 is sort of the benchmark in terms of like the worst record ever. Right. So that's why they put up nine and a half. Usually when you have like one and a half in soccer over unders and things, you understand that the money line has to be big or whatever, but they they didn't want to do like 13 and a half because it's just not as fun. So the single digit is the record. I just thought, I just think these types of things are what odds makers like are not at their best. Right. You know, everyone can come up with a point spread for Ravens, Niners tonight, right? Power ratings of teams, NFL, full strength. But when there's injuries, when there's players sitting out, when there's extreme kind of exotic, that's when I think you can find value because there's just no baseline for this type of uh, wager. And Pistons, do they have talent? Yes. I mean, that that Bobcats or Hornets team, whatever it was, when they were nine wins, they only had like one NBA player. They had a bunch of you know G League guys. This team has like some talent, right? Some top 10 picks, but for whatever reason, they can't win. I mean, they don't play any defense. So that's the number one reason, but then just Kate Cunningham's not like an alpha alpha guy yet. And they're trying to run the offense through him. 
so he can sort of learn, have some growing pains, and they're just but it's not turning into wins. So a team that has two wins, they play they have five games remaining against the Spurs and Wizards. Okay. And I, I mean, the Wizards already whooped them by double digits, so it's not like that's an automatic win. But those are obviously some of the worst teams in the NBA. I think the Spurs are a team they're capable of beating for sure. And then maybe if they catch Utah on the right night, but Utah, they were favored at home the other night and lost. So I bet it, yeah, the plus 900 when they were, um, you know, before that game and they were overnight, they were two and a half point underdog and then closed as a favorite because of some late scratches for the Jazz, but the Jazz win by eight or nine. This team, like NBA players are not going to want to lose to them. Like they know what's going on. They're not going to roll over and, and then lose to a team like this. Yeah. I want to remind you of something about the Pistons I think a lot of people forget. They started the season 2-1 and one right. with two wins by double digits and a loss by one point. How did it get so bad so fast <laughs> after that hot three-game start? On top of that, I talked to an odds maker going into the NBA season. <laughs> and I go, you got any good win total stuff? I literally was given one win total. They're like, one of our sharpest guys bet the Pistons over 27 and a half. <laughs> We're at 29 and a half. Of, of all teams, I got one I got one tip. It was Pistons over. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Well, there, there's a lot going on here, right? It's a, it's a home court disadvantage. They're selling – they're chanting sell the team at the last game. You gave your coach $70 million. So it, it's his first year. He's going to – it's my way or the highway. They also stink – shooting threes so you can eliminate that they're not there's not going to be a game where they're just going to knock down 15 threes and you're going to win a game doing that either they just got Bogdanovich like a week or so ago back from injury and that obviously adds tons of shooting so they were actually covered a couple games they covered against the Hawks um I mean look obviously they're more than a Bogdanovich you know returns away from winning a lot of games but to your point about the shooting like he's obviously a huge uh injection of shooting and then livers has been okay for them. They're a weak, they're a weak team, but it's, I guess my point is they are not some of those embarrassing rosters. Like the starting five is actually okay. Remember, I don't know if you guys remember this, the second half of last season, they were a total bet on team. Like they were playing hard or was that maybe the year before where they had Sadiq Bay and some stuff like that. So they had some good rosters the last couple of years. They've been nice underdog value, but um, they're pretty bad. So not only are they have the worst record, I think they're the second worst yeah. record against the spread as well, behind only the Hawks. It's only Christmas. Are you saying shut it down? Bet this now. Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. So I really like Rudy Gobert. I think it's one of those things that's it's much like Miles Garrett with Cleveland, um, and I think there's value there in my eyes. It, it's sort of like the face of the best defense. So right now, the, the T-Wolves are at the top-rated defense in terms of efficiency. I think if they finish second or third, that he's going to win it because he's already sort of understood as like a great defensive player. He's already won this, I think, three times before. And he's completely changed the mindset and the overall defense. I mean, this was a team that could not play any defense, right? And now they can, and now they're the number one in the league. So he's getting all the credit. So it's the best defender on the best defense. And that's why I think Miles Garrett's a good good value as well. But Gobert DraftKings is minus a buck forty-five. I think that that's a very good play. I mean, look. He's not leading the league in rebounding or blocks, but we're talking like point two difference, and like that's not the stats that matter. It's the number one rated team defense, and as long as they kind of hang around the top three, I think there's value. Even only a third of the way through the season, like we are, I still think that's a good bet. I mean, it's going to be minus three hundred in like two weeks. 
Paul the Money, Paulie and Matt Humans, Visa and the Sports Betting Network, Doug Kazarian, our guest sports betting analyst with only players. Uh, you're a Southern California guy, Laker guy. What do you think of the Celtics laying three on the road today? Well, they're, they're the best team right now. I think they're the team you want to bet on in terms of, you know, I think everyone's going to play hard or whatever today, but throughout the course of regular season, they're the team that you can rely on the most. I mean, we saw what they just did to the Clippers. I think they're pretty pretty uh, versatile with their with their shooting. Obviously, they prioritize shooting threes, but man, they got a lot of guys that can come at you. And I think the Lakers are sort of in a tailspin right now. They're going to make a move, kind of like they did last year, and clean up the roster. I think this is sort of a you know, there's peaks and valleys. LeBron called the win over the Thunder the first must win of the year. I think that's knowing that the Celtics were looming. I don't think uh, I don't think the Lakers go get get this win. So it's a relatively short number delay. Um, I mean, it's road chalk. We know all that, but I think if there's a situation you want to do it, I think it's baiting the Lakers just because there's such a high, but they've been so poor since winning the end season tournament here in Vegas. Six point move in the heat total. No Embiid. You still like it over? I do. So they they basically don't slow it up at all when they don't have Embiid. Um, you know, Tyrese Maxey is just going to go to town and go running up and down like the Energizer Bunny. But I think the Heat can now score now that they've returned some guys from injury. Uh, it's a big number. I lean that way. I have no like wagers right now on any game right now on the card for today. Um, I'm actually fascinated to see what the handle is going to be, just given that there's three NFL games and the NBA has tried to lay claim to the real estate of Christmas Day. But here comes the big bat, big brother of the, bull, of the, the big bully of the block coming in. And I'm curious to see what happens to the handle of the NBA, how it compares to previous years now that we have this triple header in the NFL. How concerned are you with what's going on with Phoenix? A little, a little. I, I, I liked them at the trade when they got all those pieces and they have a supporting cast. And I, But if they can't play together, man, we've seen this happen. Although the Warriors won the title the year, I think Draymond Green, Steph, and Clay played a total of, what, like eight minutes together during the regular season? And then they go on and win the NBA championship that postseason. So... It's doable. I just, you know, but we're assuming what Durant doesn't get hurt. He's gotten hurt every year. I mean, it, that's, that's a concern yep. that he can have a significant injury. And then we're assuming the best version of Beal when he returns because we're so spoiled, so to speak, with all these athletes who do get hurt to come back because they're stud athletes and obviously they receive the top condition medical uh, treatment. But, you know, we have to see how, this, how Beal looks. We got a glimpse of it for a game or two with Booker, but Booker's been great, and so is, so is uh, Durant, all things considered. Merry Christmas, Doug. Thanks for a few minutes. Good luck. All right, you got it, guys. Merry Christmas to you and everyone listening as well. You got it. There also, go. Arthur, the Bulldog. Arthur, you, yes. you forgot to say Merry Christmas oh, to Arthur. Yeah, the uh, French Bulldog. I know Good you kid. love dogs. Oh, very popular dogs. You won't believe it, though. Oh. I go to doggy daycare. Those things are going for 5000 10000 a crack. Is that right? It's the number one dog right now, French Bulldogs. Oh. Crazy. Yeah. Five to 10,000. Yeah. Okay. Doug would say it's worth it. Yep. Uh, I met Art. Art's a good guy. No doubt about it. <laughs> All right. I'm excited with In Pocket up next. I love the Week 17 card and a ton of picks from Matt Humans coming up next. Visa and Follow the Money, the Sports Betting Network.
there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.